Hi, I'm Sadek. And I'm Christian. This is episode 70 of Shades of Brown. Uh, and this week, we're going to only have a little bit of news. It's, it's a slow week. There's, so. there's a lot of bullshit going on, you know, but it's like, it's like bullshit that doesn't actually matter. Because like, when we... We 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 browse the RSS feeds and all that shit, and then I'm looking, and it's just like Google's updated their storage plans and a bunch of other stuff that like no one actually cares about. Like, uh, what was that one Ars Technica article that you uh, that you showed me earlier? That the beautiful subheading, right? Like that's what happens in a slow. That's what happens in a slow news week. Let me just bring that up because it's 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 a beautiful headline. It's it's a very good headline. Okay, so the headline is. Uh, we're probably going to have to content warning this episode just for this headline. We content uh, warn every episode. They're, they're, they're used to it by now. <laughs> all right. Uh, so here it goes. Uh, cyber sex toy industry heats up as infamous teledildonics p- patent climaxes. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. So it's, that's it's, what happens on a slow news week. It's, uh, it's great writing. You know, um, that's the kind of, this is why I, we pay for ours. Yeah. This is, this is why I pay my yearly subscription fee. It's good. It's worth it. Uh, so only news story that is sort of worth talking about because it, it sort of leads into like a little bit of a bigger story, a little a trend, I guess. Uh, Apple removes group FaceTime from iOS 12 and Mac OS Mojave in the latest betas, right? In the betas that are supposed to be like close to final release. At this yeah, point. no, this should be like a, sometime to September when it's yeah. all coming out. So these are like basically like getting close to final builds. Uh, and they say it will launch later this year. And now, if if this sounds familiar, like this whole thing, uh, remember iMessages in the, iMessages in iCloud, uh, uh, how that got delayed and then it got delayed again, right? It got delayed multiple times and then it finally came out because it, it could, just couldn't get it right. And how hardware-wise, anybody else remember when they announced Air Power? <laughs> Or like the HomePod too, remember? Yeah, like it was supposed to come out that year. Yeah. They didn't come out until like I think they started shipping at the very end or early next year. No, it slipped to next year. It came out February because I got mine yep. in February. Or yep. AirPods too. It's like a lot of stuff that's slipping. And like, mind you, I don't mind that it's slipping because that means that they're working on it. And yeah, but it's it's like they're announcing things. Like this is out of it's out of character, right? It's not like it's what Microsoft does, right? Like yeah, uh, what's it called? That one features um, not stacks, but you know where you put the it's all your windows are in one window, right? Yeah, and it just opens a new tab each time you open a new app, but it's all contained in like the same window. Chrome. Sets, right? Sets. There we go. Sets. Yeah, sets. Yeah. Like that case has been continually delayed, and Microsoft's now just saying it's going to ship when it's ready. Or the uh, the new Xbox Live avatars announced, I think, almost two years now. Was it at least over a year ago? And now sh- they're saying shipping in the October Xbox One release. Yeah, it's just this like this trend of like announcing features, like and this was this wasn't like some small like minor feature too. This was like a thing that they made a big deal out of, right? This was like a thing that they had a demo for, right? They had a whole demo at WWDC, right? Uh, they had they they made a big deal out of this group FaceTime feature about how you could have so many people in it and how it'd be like all the seamless thing, right? And no. I mean, for looking at the betas, it was, right? Like, ostensibly, all the software features that keep getting shipped back on uh, or pushed back on Windows and I, like iOS and macOS, when you use them in the beta, they seem fine. So that's what they makes it even more strange. Fine. So, but I think, yeah, like it seems fine to us, but like I think, uh, develop, like, we don't know what's going Like, we don't know why, like, to make app, like, to make, like, something like, like this marquee feature, something that you, 
announce and have PR for, and then you don't get to ship that with the big release. That's a big deal, and that's not because it's probably because there's like some sort of big bug in the feature that would make it uh, like it, it, it's like broken, like some in some way that it's critical, right? Like it's it's not like a small small bug. It's, it's some big bug that's like essentially like a showstopper, right? And you can't get it out, and so that's like a big decision you have to make. At some point, you're going to be like, yeah, we can't, we can't get it out by next month. It's just not happening. Uh, so. It's so iOS 12, right? It's like Apple dealing with their technical debt, right? Like they're, they're fixing all of that shit. And that's why there's so many, like, so little rather like front end facing features. P is it's them fixing their technical debt and, you know, making it so that these, the software works better on older and existing devices. And I think that's what Microsoft's been doing now too, right? With Windows 10, like, cause we weren't really going to talk about it. I'm just going to mention it in passing, right? That the new Windows 10 update has now is like an official build number and that Microsoft's saying that they're getting ready to release it to Sable. And like all of that has is a dark Explorer theme, some fluent design tweaks and bug fixes, which once again, like let's let me preface this is beautiful. That's what we all want. But I think Microsoft and Apple are now realizing how fucked you get when you rush fe- rush through features and you make and you implement them the fast way instead of implementing yeah, them like yeah. you know the right way or the yeah. way that doesn't make it slow for older devices. Right. And it's... fixing technical debt is a, a bigger pain in the ass than you know just dealing with it while you're creating the feature, even if yeah, it takes yeah, longer yeah, for the like feature you, to come you, out. Yeah, you, you can make the features, but then you know, like it's not just making the feature, right? You gotta you gotta like keep make it bug free. You gotta like test it. You gotta uh, like do all sorts of stuff. You gotta like maintain it long term, right? Like mm-hmm. when Apple develops a feature, like this stuff stuff stays in the OS for a long time. You can't just you know like put put stuff out there and then take it out a release later, right? This, that's I mean they could, but then people would be mad. Like if they took a group FaceTime out like next release or something, that would be really un Apple like. I don't think it would have ever happened. Uh, Same thing for Microsoft too, right? Yeah. Like if Microsoft implemented sets and then they're like, oh. We kind of hacked this together, and it doesn't work with Seashell, yeah, right? Yeah, or yeah. new like shell implementation. Yeah. yeah. Because we know we're working on that. We know they've been working on that. There's so many leaks about like the Andromeda devices, right? The two screen ones. We and if you look at like the Xbox builds and the Windows on ARM builds, it's very. It's you can see where Microsoft's going. So if they didn't make sets work in that way, and then they like had to roll it back in a release because you know now that Seashell's out and this new like front end layer for Windows out, but oh the sets feeders not work with it. People are like then why the fuck did you make it like that, right? So I imagine, I imagine for sets, it's likely because of that, and probably because it's a, it's almost you're, it's reworking the whole window manager for Windows, right? And those aren't things you want to implement the fast way. Those are things you want to do it once, do it right, and then make it so you can build on top of them. Because now you get like where Apple's doing with iOS 12, where not much has changed, or if Windows 10 if these new ones, or even Google if Android Pie, right? Where sure we were talking about last week, there's some machine learning stuff, but like. The feature list was very, was very like, kind of boring, and I think that's a good way. Because I think Google too is now realizing that oh shit, instead of like redesigning the home screen or making a new library for uh, hamburger menus, we probably should have been working on the like the lower end graphic stack or some other stuff that doesn't touch users as much. Yeah, it's uh, it's like uh, it's like I think we we see like this large scale like sort of projects that are like. Like fast and furious development isn't quite always. You don't get the end results you want. Uh, like, uh, like iMessage is in iCloud. Like Apple delayed that so many times. Like they probably like it wasn't the betas. I think 
in iOS 11, right? Uh, and then it got removed for the betas uh, because it was not ready. So it's similarly, uh, like Apple Pay Cash, I think was also delayed, right? Apple Pay Cash, though, is understandable if it gets delayed because it involves money, right? It involves like dealing with financial institutions, right? And, those, and it's financial like, institutions in different countries. Yes. Because it's not uh, just in the U.S., right? Right. So that's, I, I know that's like, well, I don't know, but like I imagine, right, that's likely why it was delayed. Delayed, But yeah. iMessage in the cloud, my guess is that because it's a web service, and it's a yeah. web service by Apple, they are um, doubly Oof. careful to not fuck those up. Yeah. Because especially people's text messages, what happens if you just open your phone one day and all your messages are gone because of a sync error? Yeah, that's the thing, right? You can't fuck it up. Like, if you fuck it up, there's going to be like, data loss and if there's data loss that's 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 really bad that's that's like extremely bad worse than like delaying the feature right you could you could delay the feature and make the pr happen but you can't like delete people's messages and then like try to apologize for it that's 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 not uh that's not happening uh so that's that's the apple story uh speaking of software development i guess it's, it's sort of like a general topic this week we're going to be talking about video games and how like how video game people like video game expectations in the era of like day one updates and rolling releases and like games getting updated continuously like what do you expect what do you expect a game to be finished like what does that even mean right like what does that game being finished mean so christian i want to let you start you wanted to talk about destiny uh, a little bit um, you, you can now check this box off your Shades of Brown bingo if you're still playing. <laughs> so, I think Destiny was the first time we saw this on a large, on a very large scale, right? We've seen games be updated, because Minecraft has been continuously updated, but Minecraft always had the beta tag on it for while it was going through those huge revisions, right? And And so, it felt more like a tech product than like a game, right? It felt more like software but then bungie came out with destiny is like oh destiny is this huge game and then no one liked how it was so they just redid the whole system with the taking king completely redid everything and i think that's the first time outside of mmos and maybe minecraft right that anyone was really exposed to the idea that you can just kind of fix a game if it's broken if if you ship it if you made the game shitty you could just kind of like update it later and redo the whole thing and it's perfectly fine and, and people really didn't complain i know some folks were like oh taking king should be free but judging by the sales of it and judging by the player base people still played destiny right people still played destiny because uh i think people were ex- like the game that people expected out of destiny 2 uh on launch like i like i don't remember i didn't play it on launch so i like i have no idea i came in after the taken king so like i would imagine people were not too satisfied like how was general reception uh for destiny like what was critical reception like for destiny when it came out so uh, when destiny came out originally people were like oh this is great and then they realized how shitty the end game yeah, was okay it mm. was it was like why isn't there more right like right. once you get to the end of it you're like this game presents itself as if it has more, but there isn't more. And the content isn't fun to like sort of recycle through and play through. And what Bungie has been continually doing, right? And they've been revamping those systems each time. Another expansion comes out, they redo this one system, they keep redoing it. And until you have a complete overhaul of the game, that's nothing like the game that shifts besides the fact you could run around and shoot things, which is an interesting way to look at it because i don't i don't think we critically evaluate games based off that metric nor do we 
hold that in like sort of the discourse around games. Right, right. So uh, often game like often it's said like like the, the initial release of the game is all that it gets as as in like that's the initial period where the most sales happen, right? And that's where all the hype is, and that's when the critic the the game critics and the reviewers are writing about the game. Uh, that's when all the attention is on. And after that, if you, if you start improving your game drastically, that's like, it's like, less people are going to care. You're going to have a core audience that, that is really into the game, right? Like destiny. There's going to be a, a core fan base that is like, really likes the concept, but really wishes it would, it would be better. Uh, and that they are really happy with it. Or they, they are, okay with the changes they're they're satisfied uh but it sort of fades from general like from the view of the general public or the press uh like it's sort of interesting to see how like even in this era where i think game reviewers and critics should be talking more about game updates than uh game launches right it's like they do i mean it's starting to happen like i think game blogs like polygon and uh like other other game blogs are like starting to talk more about big big game updates uh than before like it's a, the, the game the, the game critic industry is, is sort of uh slowly changing in that direction i think uh but what was interesting to see with destiny was that when like i like destiny like the after the taken king came out and there was there's there was like another expansion right there was the uh, rise uh, of iron the rise of iron uh but I think after the, after after the Taken King, I don't think anybody cared about this. Like I don't think it was in the news, right? As well, much. I, after the Taken King, the Taken King had enough of a lifespan that I think people were fine with it. And Rise yeah. of Iron was more of a we're going to give the people who have stuck with us the entire time what right. they it's, want, right? It was like very a lo- geared. It's like a loyalty, it's yeah, like a loyalty bonus. Okay. It, it was very, it was very geared. It was well, it wasn't a bonus you had to pay for it, but it was very yeah, designed for people who stuck with Destiny and enjoyed the game, and it. And it gave perks that, you know, it had it had sort of modes and, you know, new gameplay features that were really geared towards people who liked playing Destiny. Like, all the current raids, all the raids were brought up to the same level, power level, so you could play the old raids, but, you know, it still be a challenge for you because you like the content. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, made it very good for the hardcore Destiny fan, but casual fans, I think, got burned at the end. And that's why Destiny 2, Bungie started doing that. But I, I think another game to look at, right, is like Halo 5. We've talked about it before. Yes, yes, we have. Yeah. We, and we even like categorize some of the catalogs of the updates while it was happening. Halo 5 shipped with one playlist, right? There was not a ranked, there was not a, there was not a social playlist. It was just one playlist and it was all sweaty all the time and the campaign and the campaign was let's face it hot garbage i mean from a story perspective there, there are critiques to be made as well no, like let's let's be honest at this point 343 is retconning probably everything yeah, it's, it's uh, what they're like sides like uh, so halo infinite we i don't think we really talked about any of the leaks that have came out so far from it but it looks like 343 is going through through every bad story decision they made and they're being like jk lol jk lol jk lol that never happened that's what they're kind of doing but that's besides the point right so the story was trash but the multiplayer just got continually better as time yeah, went on did, yes Do you remember yeah. when warzone firefight was introduced that even yep. ship of warzone firefight or i think warzone assault was just like one mode that was one added mode after. yeah and it was it was rough because it was like this mode that like people like didn't really play that much i think it was it wasn't that popular right people would just play the 
the deathmatch modes or whatever, right? The deathmatch playlist. Uh, like Warzone, like Firefight was a really good mode. Uh, when I, like I, I enjoyed that, that mode was really good. Oh shit, and, too! Halo Five didn't even ship a Forge, remember? Yeah, no Forge. I mean, I, ship I, forge. I'm, I'm like ninety percent certain it didn't ship a Forge. I'm going to see. I'm going to actually look this up right now, just so I'm correct. But yeah, I, I, like, I feel like Halo I'm pretty 5 sure it didn't ship with forge. forge. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it didn't ship with Forge. Uh, like it didn't. Like the the game modes, like uh, the Warzone, especially the, the Warzone feature. Like the Warzone feature really got a lot of. Uh, updates and another thing like speaking of halo uh halo master chief collection uh halo master chief collection is getting a whole overhaul that only like halo nerds know about because who else would care about halo master chief collection after all these years right Uh, it's good though so okay yeah yeah. so there currently is an insider program because microsoft fucking loves those and has 80 million of them uh for the halo master chief collection xbox one x enhanced edition and i'm in it and i've been playing it and it's like they they literally took the so you know how doom got its multiplayer revamped that's basically this every it's so before how master collection worked it's uh you wouldn't have continuous playlists right think about it like it's spotify you listen to a playlist, it just goes to the next song. With Halo uh, Master Chief Collection, you'd finish a match, it'd kick you out to the main menu and be like, oh, do you want to go back into matchmaking? And like that's how like no one plays shooters. I don't know anyone who plays shooters. Actually, doesn't Overwatch do that? Or does Overwatch keep the, the matchmaking going after a match? Okay, so it depends. Uh, in quick play, it does. But for competitive, uh, you have to requeue. But, but still, though, like they in Master Chief Collection, they've gone ahead and like fixed multiplayer, mm-hmm. and like it's still a little buggy and stuff. But like, it's weird. Who goes back and fixes a game five years after yeah, launch? That's, yeah, like the, the, the reading the blog posts, uh, a blog post about the Master Chief Collection revamp. It's like there are, there are clearly people over at three four three who really care about the Master Chief Collection and how it got fucked up, right? And it's it's not entirely, like, their fault, I think. It's, like, also, like, sort of, like, a technical... There are a lot of technical issues. Like, if you read the blog post, uh, like, if you're interested, uh, like, it's they're on Waypoint, right? Like the, Yeah, HaloWaypoint.com. Uh, Halo, Halo Waypoint, uh, search up uh, MCC development updates, you'll find them. Uh, like, a lot of technical issues about how, like, they had to put multiple games together and how a lot of old net code was there that didn't quite work. Uh, as expected, how like the matchmaking was broken, and how like there was like netcode issues, like uh, like trying to play co-op was like a whole whole mess. Uh, like, or for like Halo a- CE, right? That's a game that never had Xbox Live integration to begin with. That game came out before Xbox Live came out, and you're trying to like hook up a matchmaking system to that. See, like, so there's a whole lot of issues with Master Chief Collection, but. The fact that a it's now they're fixing it and that they're fixing it, it's it's weird, right? Because what happens when a new version come out? Do we re-review it or do we not? I think I think I think it's worth looking. Like Halo Masters Collection is really like an example of like uh, even like a lot of hardcore fans are don't care anymore. There's a lot of lot of like sort of grumbling about this is too little, too late. Which it's 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 maybe too late, but I don't think it's too little. Uh, I think they're basically overhauling the entire game uh, from a technical perspective, right? And it's like it's not—it's not a small, small update. It's—it's it's, it's a huge, huge thing. Uh, and like even even hardcore fans are like, I like uh, I've moved on. Like I, I don't—I don't like I was burned. Like a lot of people feel burned by it because a lot of for a lot of people, uh, the Master Chief Collection was their launch, the launch title. 
the, like, no, the yeah, big, it came out. The big, Xbox big One launch. came like, out. I bought, I bought it for, I bought it for Hell Master Collection, but I didn't. For me, I, it was not for the multiplayer, which is why I don't feel as burned as other people do. Uh, I only bought it so I could play through all the single player campaigns. Uh, but for a lot of people, they wanted to like relive those, you know, those those Halo Two matches, those Halo Four games, you know, the, that stuff. Like they wanted to play those. Uh, with their friends, and it was broken, uh, and they got massively burned, right? Uh, and people, like, like once once you lose, lose people's trust, it's really, like, it, your trust is easily lost, right? And hard hard to regain. Uh, but I, I'm still glad it's getting, like, fixed, because it really should, it should get fixed. Like, just, just for archival sake, yeah, just for, like, just to have, like, a good, like, there's no reason to keep it broken just because it's been broken for so long and but they wanted to make, fix it and they are fixing it uh and i mean too is for like just for people who want to play like old shooters right yes like yeah, there's yeah, so yeah. many games to, so the xbox one right has xbox original xbox backwards compatibility yeah. but xbox live doesn't work for those games so and who knows how long microsoft's going to keep the 360 xbox live features on maybe with backwards compatibility, they keep them on forever but if you have an original Xbox game, Xbox Live doesn't work on it, so the only play, way to play Halo 2 online to people is the Master Chief Collection. And, you know, I I get it that, you know, it's it's too little too late, but at the same time, I I feel like, you know, 343 obviously has the money for it. They have funding for Microsoft, so it's like one of those why not things, right? Yeah, it's like, why not? Yeah, it's just, just like, it's obviously a passion project for some of these the developers, like, obviously, so they're obviously, like, Stuff like this doesn't happen without, like, uh, even if the money is there. Uh, someone has to care. Someone has to care, yes. Uh, like, stuff like this feels, like, extremely like someone's passion. Somebody wants to get this. Somebody who's probably embarrassed personally by the state that Master Collection is, uh, got released in, uh, and wants to make it right. Uh and I'm and I'm looking forward to when when it, when all of this like when when it comes out. I imagine we we'd be talking about it because uh, I, I want to revisit Master Collection. It's been a long time since I've played anything in the Master Collection. Maybe. And I mean, hopefully, since they're redoing it, maybe PC release now. They oh, said Halo man. Infinite's gonna be PC at this point, right? If they're if they're redoing the entire game to make it work for the Xbox One X, and they have 4K assets now, all the games run in native 4K 60 on the One X. Why not PC? If it's optimized to run on that console, it should damn well run on, Windows, on a Windows 10 computer, right? Oh, man, I would, like that would be a dream. I would love to play all the Halo games, uh, especially Halo One, uh, like the remastered version of Halo One, right? Combat Evolved. Uh, and people say that the first, uh, the Halo game that you like is the one that you play the first, and Halo One was like one of the first shooters that I played. Uh, so it's like got a lot of sentimental value. Uh, like the silent cartographer level is like still one of the most memorable uh, first mission shooter levels for me. Uh, like uh, facing the hunters for the first time, you know the, those the stuff like that. Like it's uh, music is so good. Still fuck the flood. Uh, so like yeah, I mean I'm looking forward to whatever that happens. Like it's, I imagine it's going to take a take a bit more time, probably next year, probably two years. I, I don't know. Uh, that's the thing about no one caring though they can take as long as they need to and yeah. there's no rush yeah yeah it's uh it's it's, uh, it's good uh another game that we wanted to talk about this is more recent uh still fresh in people's mind because there was a big update recently uh no man's sky uh 
and now No Man's Sky was a massive, the massively hyped, like hyped by Sony to be specific. Uh, like Sony hyped this game a lot. They had they they would demo it at. Uh, E3 with these trailers that like look really nice and with these like very nice vistas and like first person uh, action and stuff. Uh, and when the when the like and the the developer the head developer uh, Sean Murray uh, would give interviews stating about like stating things like yeah there would be like multiplayer and stuff like that. And when when the game launched, uh, like it had none of it. Like it had, like the game that came out, like because I know this because I bought it on launch. Uh, I'm one of those people who bought that game on launch. Uh, it was extremely bare bones. Uh, it felt like it felt like the skeleton of a game when it when it was released. Uh, it felt like there was. Only a few systems uh, that were there that were that, that worked, and it was the the, the gameplay loop was extremely boring. Uh, it was just like this sh- like shitty survival mechanics where you like run out of resources and have to keep collecting resources and to keep surviving. And it was there's not much else to do. The this, the quote unquote story was was bare bones, uh, barely there. The, like the sort of, like, intrigue of the universe. Like, it's, it wasn't, like, it, the game was extremely basic. Like, the way it came out, it was incomplete. Uh, I don't think that's, like, a far-fetched thing to say. But the expectations that people had for that game were through the roof. Uh, people were expecting this to be, like, the last game they ever played. It was a lot like Destiny in some ways. Uh, like, people were like, this is going to be the game, right? This is going to be it. This is, like, the huge, this is going to be, like, that's, that based out of that everybody is going to love. And just, when, when the game came out, nobody could believe it. Like, everybody was just, like, shocked. And then the sort of, like, the uh, backlash, right? The sort of the outrage. Uh, people 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 felt scammed, right? People who bought the game day one, people who pre-ordered, uh, people who were really into it, uh, people who really bought into the whole thing, uh, they felt really disappointed. Uh, like, I, I played, when I, when I bought the game, I played about uh, 40 hours of it before I got bored. And that's actually more than most people, but most people would play like 10 hours or even like a couple hours and they would be like, this is this is bad, it's not good. I don't know, I don't know how I managed to play 40 hours of it, but I did. Uh, and that game has been, like every few months they've been releasing these updates uh, they have been reworking systems. They have been re-adding systems. There's a there's a, const- there's a base building aspect into it now. There's like all these things that they added. There was a big update recently called the No Man's Sky uh, Next update, where they basically overhauled a bunch of stuff. They added a lot of features. Uh, they added multiplayer. You could uh, the, you could you could do co-op uh, with friends now, which which was a feature promise at launch, mind you, two years ago. Uh, so. That's that's the story of No Man's Sky. Uh, like as that's like I, I'm not I have haven't gone into every detail, but this is like the gist of it. Uh, it's like how do you deal like how do you deal with the whole hype machine? Like how do you deal with that? Christian, do you have any thoughts? Um, I mean, I 
there's like a galaxy brain take here rate that's you know uh video games are too big budget and have too many expectations placed on them that prevents exploration or any sort of like experimentation from happening and publishers are putting these constraints on developers that they can only lift once you know the game comes out and they get community feedback and player bases are dropping so they have a business incentive to change them like right like that's that's like the take i have on that but at the same time i I actually don't think that changing things in response to feedback is bad. I don't think that updating games after the fact is bad. I just think that we, A, don't have a games culture that's built to talk about it. Um, we still have review scores. Like, if Destiny 2 came out and then we have Destiny 2 Forsaken coming out next week, mm-hmm. how do you review that? Do you review Destiny 2 and change the update score to it? Because it's still the same experience, isn't it? It's just a tweaked version of that initial idea, or is it a yes. brand new game? Yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing, right? Like, how do you like if 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 anybody would re-review No Man's Sky at this point, like it would need a re-review because it's actually as, it's like it's a good game now. It has good, so you can have fun in it. It's like the Division, right? When the Division came out, it was it was a hundred dollar hole in my heart, and by the time it's now like. Division 2 is coming out soon, which I'm not going to buy. I said this multiple times. But, like, it had good modes, and it was fun, and it, like, bumped up. And, like, I have I had a blog post about it a while back, right? Where it's, like, even if music, like, I, I'm going to use the example of Kanye, because he's the only person who's done it. I'm sorry there's no better ones. If you update your music after its initial release, please at me, and I will put you in the show notes. But The Life of Pablo, right? That came out had gross mixing and was like two songs one song was fucked missing a verse the other song just like was terribly mixed and the whole album was kind of like not done and then like i think it had like eight releases right of him just updating and adding stuff and that was like it wasn't wildly different but it was different enough on a technical level that i think it warranted a revisit right There were verses add, added, things removed. And I think it's like a really fascinating model because blog posts are the same way. You have even like not live blogs. You'll have sites, right? That say something happens. They post the headline and one paragraph. And then as they get more details, they continuously update right. the story. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. it's like, I, I don't know. How do you critique something on there? And I think maybe we have the culture around criticism and, dis- and discourse is based on the assumption that things don't change a little too often when, right. when in actuality all of this shit is way more flexible than we think yeah like in, in this in this sort of era when game updates are easily available like they're they're are easily available or like easily distributed due to digital distribution right uh like this is like this is not the era of the video game that's like you buy the cartridge right or, or the disc, and that's the game you have, right? Uh, that's not that's not how games ha- work, and it hasn't haven't worked for a while now. Uh, how do you start reviewing? And like, how do you manage expectations? Like, even from like uh, a consumer perspective, how do you keep a clear head about a game? Like, how do you not fall into sort of like the hype cycle? Like, that's just marketing, right? Like, just trying to avoid marketing. Like, how do you, like, a lot of, like, uh, a lot of people have said that, uh, that the whole No Man's Sky thing wouldn't, wouldn't be as big of a deal if it wasn't being hyped by Sony, right? If it, well, if Sony didn't put their, in, like, a lot of marketing power, that there was significant marketing power behind No Man's Sky, putting it at E3, Doing advertisements, having Sean Murray go on TV, uh, like if if none of that happened and the game came out in, in sort of like this 
uh, unfinished like skeleton state, I think nobody would have blinked an eye. They have movies. This is just another survival game that's kind of half finished. Uh, people would wouldn't be as mad. But also, I think if if it came out in that state, it, it also wouldn't have been sixty dollars at launch, right? Right. So like it came out and it came out at sixty dollars. Like the the, the t- typical triple uh, uh, A. Uh, Jim Sterling voice here. Uh, triple A, I can't do it. Triple A, <laughs> uh, triple A price, right? It's it's like like Sony obviously wanted it at, at like sixty dollars, right? Like that's like probably like part of the contract or whatever. Uh, so like how do like our our publishers are issue like our publishers part of these this whole like yes uh out outright i'm just gonna say yes because i feel like in every industry it's always a publisher that's the problem uh like uh maybe maybe even more hot anti-capitalist take here right but like in music record labels are arbitrarily you know gatekeepers of cash and opportunity and are shit um game publishers are also shit um that's i'm just just up front i will i will no no problem saying that they only exist to give game developers money right like they they just like Pre, it's like kickstarting, but for for shareholders. Yeah, it's like essentially it's essentially the record label model, right? Uh, it's like you, uh, you like a you two have, million dollar contract, right, to make this game, and yeah. if you go over budget, uh, cut features. If you go under budget, cool. <laughs> yeah. Also, it's like it's like the whole like uh, uh, the it's like a record label sort of thing. It's because like they're taking a like they're taking obviously like publishing, they're taking a cut of it. Uh, they're also dictating like what what should be in the game, um, they're inflating the price. They're, they're, they probably want features that you don't want to add. They're demanding uh, you put uh, microtransactions in it. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Publishers, like, how do you manage expectations in a world where publishers are hostile? Right, like the publishers are like, like they they want to make the most money per game, as, as much money as possible per game, right? Because each game for them is is an investment right right so they want the the lowest investment possible and the highest gain possible right so it's like how do you deal with that like how do you deal with uh that as like because hello games is like it's is like an indie studio that got like it, i guess they caught sony's eye at some point and from there uh we have this well, maybe you don't engage, right? Because I feel like when it comes to music and when it comes to games, people really, really don't want to stop supporting big companies. But mm, when it's true. with tech, right? Everyone's like, these tech companies are kind of shit. Let's look at other alternatives, even stuff we can host ourselves. I see a lot more enthusiasm for that. Mm-hmm. And then in publishing, everyone's like, well, you can get a book deal, right? But there's not that much money in writing anyway, so might as well self-publish, right? Or be a freelancer. Like I see a lot of that more than I do with music and games. People still want to support only no one, right? No one goes to Bandcamp by default. Everyone goes to Spotify. And when it comes to games, you're going to pick up that Call of Duty game. You're going to pick up Fortnite, and you're not going to go to Itch and get your games primarily there because you don't want to. You're supporting the bigger companies. I don't know. I think I, I think it's just I think it's just that game publishers are still fairly effective at what they do, right? Like, like, let's be real. Right? Like, they, 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 they also have like significant legal, like they have legal facilities. They have marketing capabilities. They have contacts. They have 
you know, like they have a whole distribution channel. They have like contracts with uh, Microsoft, Sony, and Valve, right? Like to get games published. They have contacts at various places. Like it's not like 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 they're doing nothing. But I think it's just that if if even if a game is like being self published, right? That's a lot of things that you want to do yourself. Uh, like publishing the game, like uh, putting it up on Steam, going through the whole certification process. Like that's the thing with consoles. Like if you want to, if you want your game to come out on consoles, it's it's a huge deal for indie indie developers that don't want to go through a publisher, right? Because you have to deal with the whole certification process, right? And it's 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 a complex thing. It's not just that you can't just upload your files and put them on put them on a storefront, right? That's not how. Uh, that's not how game like that's not how you can put games on consoles. And if, if you're an indie developer who wants to put your game on a console, that's uh, like you either do it yourself or you do it through a publisher. And if you do it through a publisher, then they're they're taking a cut of that. Uh, Maybe that's so, I think that's kind of PS2 though. Then I yeah, yeah. I don't think Sony and Nintendo will ever change. Nintendo's been really open to indies though, but um, I feel like. At the very least, Microsoft looks like with the Windows Store on the Xbox that they might one day let people just kind of put games in there. I think Nintendo 2 is getting there, but maybe more in terms of being just way more friendly to letting indies just contact them and being yes. able to game, get games yeah, on the Switch. At least be able to help like in, uh, developers through the process, right? Like the, the, the thing is, the process can be complex, but it doesn't have to be like, it doesn't have to be like this mysterious thing like 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 the pop like the distributor should be like hey this is the process you have to do x y and z if you want to give you a a, a game published right uh like 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 outreach right you have to like talk to developers right and get like talk to them uh and get their games published uh so and like that's the thing right it's like I want to talk to again, like indie game developers. I don't know if anybody who listens who has a indie game that they released on the major console platforms. Uh, if you are, uh, please add us. I want to. I want to hear about your experience with with uh, the big big distributors, Sony, uh, Microsoft, or Nintendo. Uh, like how, how? Like what's the process like? I, I imagine some of it is under NDA, so it's like you know probably not it's not something you can talk about but you know like what's the gist of it like how is it the complex process is it does it take a lot of time uh like is it is it like well you still have to buy dev kits though i know for nintendo yes. and sony yeah but the kits. xbox so you don't have to anymore i think they send you a dev kit right they can no 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 for the yeah. xbox you just download the app to put it into dev mode remember Microsoft oh. released that like three oh, wow. years ago. I saw that by my Xbox. Okay. Anyone can turn their Xbox into a dev kit, but you can only run your own game if you have like a Windows Store license. I think there's some weird stipulations, but you can dev unlock your own Xbox. You don't have to get a specific dev kit. Um, and I think Nintendo was lowering the price of theirs. And I Sony's a black box. I feel like Sony still uses like the agency model for like scouting out indies. Sony, yeah, I think Sony is a lot of like, hey, it's like we we see you. You want you want to talk you like you want to you want to publish with us, etc. You you want you want a full ban for E three? We got you. <laughs> we got a full ban. <laughs> oh man, that E three conference this year was ridiculous. Sony, what are you doing? Uh, they have way too much money. Uh, so that, that's that's I guess the gist of the story. Publishers have way too much money and too much power. Uh, so yeah, go buy meat punks. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's 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 the moral of this story uh go buy support indie developers go buy games from itch.io right i think that's like uh that's the sort of the story right like it's like if if you want the model to change you'd have to support the alternatives right and and that means you're not getting flashy hashtag epic experiences right <laughs> like that's i that's the, i think it's the end of the day it's the production yeah. values that make yeah, people I go mean, more towards triple a games let's be real like i like triple a, a, a games we all like not all of us but some of us enjoy them uh we do enjoy like i do enjoy playing my assassin's creed as much as people like to laugh at me uh i do enjoy playing various triple a titles uh i also enjoy playing indie titles uh but I still buy them through Steam most of the time if I if they're available on Steam. Even indie titles, you can buy them through Itch. Uh, stuff that's not, I think, stuff that's not available through Itch, like it's only available through Steam or GOG. Uh, so I like stuff like Dead Cells or like Darkest Dungeon. Uh, like those are like those are like indie titles that are available on Steam and probably GOG. Uh, so maybe like. More developers should consider putting it on itch.io. Maybe the thing with itch.io, maybe maybe developers feel like it's too indie. Like I feel like even indie developers are like, oh, we want we don't want to put it on itch because it's like, like it feels like it's like I can't put my finished project that's like I spent like thousands of hours on 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 itch.io because maybe there's some sort of like. Uh, some sort of like sigma around it well you know what Fuck yeah, it. it's 2018 change the culture throw your shit on Bandcamp. make your own wordpress blog <laughs> host your own shit i think that's what we've been going on about for the past eight months of our lives like, oh, this is God. all all i'm saying all i'm saying is that in a world where call of duty exists we can do a lot much fucking better even if it means throwing shit on itch and like at this point right i i genuinely think like mod most triple like the division two I think that is production values the game and not like any actual like good gameplay of the game. Yeah, it's like like a lot of AAA titles. I think it's it's especially apparent with uh, uh, Ubisoft titles. Like I play a lot of Ubisoft titles, so like I'm sort of like I don't know, like a resident Ubisoft expert somehow. Uh, so right, every Ubisoft game they just use the same game control, <sighs> same engine rate, and they just have different art teams and they cycle them out. That's how that works. I mean, I see that that's the thing, right? Like there's a lot of work put into these games and there's a lot of talented people working uh like assassin's creed like the like the visual styles like the design like system design the uh the art assets the world design the dialogue the story writing like that's a lot of talented people like hundreds like thousands of people if you if you ever watched like the joke is like if you ever sit through the credits of like a ubisoft title it's like an hour because it's like so many people across the world uh working on this thing like the production value is through the roof uh but there's also the case where it's like there's a certain sort of formula to it right like the ubisoft formula is like sort of it's corporate, right? It's, it's like it's corporate. it's corporate, familiar, and it's structured in a way that that you know what you're getting. And I mean, you can get that of indie games. I don't think that. I think the high production values and like the really like flashy sort of hashtag epic good E3 you know press shot experiences 
aren't what's important. The bull shot, right? Like that's that's not what's important. I get it that people like those flashy production values because it looks nice, right? It's like what people like watching Disney things. Like I don't know if Star Wars is a good story at this point, but those battle scenes look <laughs> oh, that's super hot good. Ooh, look, that's, 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 that's a hot I, take. I don't care about Star Wars. Please don't at me because I'm not going to respond. I'll just fave. I will just fave. I, I don't have the energy in me to fight about Star Wars, but it's like a Marvel movies too. It's like, is this really the best story they can be telling? But I mean, I get to see shirtless Thor battle someone, so I'm down for it. And it's, I don't know if that's healthy in the long run. I don't, because it's just more power being consolidated, right? And games isn't like that right now. But everything else is. And games is going to become like everything else very soon, right? Like that's it's it's how it's going to go. Games are gonna become like everything else. That's now that's uh Activision is going to be like Disney and EA is going to be like Disney. Their all their goals are to be Disney. You know, be- you know what you know what? Like speaking of like companies playing it safe and like appeasing, like uh Let's talk Overwatch like indirectly. Oh my uh, so, god! I knew uh, I knew you had to get an Overwatch League somehow in here. <laughs> uh, okay, this is sort of relevant. Okay, uh, like let me bring it around. Uh, so the right now the Overwatch World Cup uh, is happening. A twenty eighteen Overwatch World Cup uh, group stage in Incheon right now, South Korea, uh, and one of the teams, uh, the Taiwanese team, right, is called they call the Taiwanese team Chinese Taipei. Do you like? Do you understand what the like geopolitical meaning of that is? Like the that's like saying like that's like saying uh, like if, if there was an Indian team, that's like saying British India or British Mumbai. Do you realize what I'm saying here? No, no, I get that. But Blizzard's doing it just so like China doesn't get mad so at because, them, right? Yeah, like Blizzard just like a couple weeks ago. There was an announcement for a new Chinese team uh, from Guangzhou, uh, which no doubt has uh, like a forty-five million dollar investment from a from some Chinese uh, investor, uh, and that's just Blizzard, Activision Blizzard, playing it safe, right? That's like that's the corporate, that's the that's the corporate, like the corporate is calling the Taiwanese team Chinese Taipei. Uh, in the Overwatch World Cup. By the way, the Olympics also does that, so fuck the Olympics, too. Uh, it's like, the, the corporations won't let you punch Nazis, but you can do that all you want on itch, or you can just host <laughs> the file somewhere else in the game to download, right? Yeah. And that's, yeah. The, that's that's my thing. My my thing here is not that um, I think the people who, who make these AAA games are bad or anything. I don't think that at all. I think the companies they work for are absolutely terrible um, and just want to milk money out of people. <laughs> right? Like, I think that, but I think when it comes to viewing game as a, games as an art, there is a better way than it's. It's just reflective of how wealth is distributed right now, right? It's um, like it's a whole thing. I think we should probably <laughs> stop before we get into like coding out of marks and angels. Like we should probably stop. Uh, games for all. <laughs> yeah, games for all. Oh yeah, so games for all. Uh, uh, you know we have to go out with a bang because yeah, we're not uh, we're not gonna have some episodes for a while because I gotta I gotta get my shit together. Ga- uh, game developers should unionize, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Hey, there we go, there we go. So, but, uh, but genuinely though, this episode of Shades of Brown will be the last for hopefully a under a month. Yeah, but hopefully. I it's it's the end of season two. Because remember, seasons start and end when we start and <laughs> recording. We went for a year this time for season yeah, we, two. We, we had a good, good. Good, good, good record uh, yeah. going. It's good. 
Uh, season three going to be lit. Um, I have no plans for season three. No, we but, don't. Uh, of course, but we I, never but have it's, plans. It's going to be lit. <laughs> but um, where can people find us online? Uh, you can email us, first of all, contact at twoshitsofbrown.com. And don't unless, spam us. Un- unless you want to sign us up for your fucking marketing I, I saw newsletter. That. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that in my Bill. inbox. <laughs> Bill. Don't do that, Bill. Uh, the fuck, Bill? If, if, you're, if you're a nice person, if you're an indie developer, uh, if you want to talk about game development, sh- feel free to draw, drop us an email. Uh uh, you can find me on Mastodon uh, at staticsafe at mastodon.samoklot.com and Christian, where can people find you? Um, at chosefine at tenforward.social and show notes are at twoshadesofbrown.com Yep, and with that, goodbye. Bye.